Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke. With everything that is happening with the novel coronavirus around the world, Ben and I decided to release an episode outside of our normal schedule and、uh, kind of give our take on what we are seeing here in Sapporo and in Hokkaido. As some people may know, the governor of Hokkaido actually announced a state of emergency in the prefecture because Hokkaido does have the largest number of infections within Japan. The governor asked people to stay in their homes and to not go outside over the weekend, but we wanted to talk about what we're actually seeing in the city and also talk about how the novel coronavirus is affecting Japan as the country has decided that the next two weeks are very critical to try to get the situation under control. If you enjoy the podcast, please remember to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and also check us out on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, on to the show. 
on the internet and i was like why are you looking in the toilet and she was like well we actually like have only like three rolls left and uh and apparently like people are buying it like crazy and i was like what are you talking about i'll go downstairs and buy some right now like how many should i buy she's like there's not going to be any there when you get there and i was like no it's toilet paper and i went down there and sure enough like the shelf was empty that was at um, the convenience store, right? Yeah, it was like Seven Eleven downstairs at our building. And so I was like, man, what's up? Everywhere I went, it was like out. And there was like signs that were saying, you know, apologizing, like because they were sold out of toilet paper. So then like I went to a couple supermarkets. They were all sold out of toilet paper too. And finally I stopped by a Seiko Mart and they had like a huge stand of toilet paper. And I was like, oh, great. So then I grabbed like two uh, big bags, uh, you know, they have like 10 rolls each or something. And then like I saw another Seiko Mart on the way home. So I kind of stopped in there too. And they had like a ton of toilet paper there too. <laughs> so apparently like nobody wants the Seiko Mart toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. That's interesting actually. I haven't, I haven't heard that before that like well, only the Seiko Mart toilet paper was available. Well, it's it's actually, like, I don't know if it's because, like, someone in the neighborhood was making deliveries to all the Seiko Marsh for toilet paper, but I think it's because the uh, quality is noticeably different. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, do, it's def- do, you know, do you know why everyone's buying up the toilet paper? Because that's that's the main thing that's run out, toilet paper. Like, all the food is still there, and I went to the supermarket yesterday, which was uh, Saturday, so Saturday night, and there was a lot of you know, like ramen, instant ramen that was sold out, cup ramen. Not sold out, but you know, noticeably less less supply. But the only thing that was completely sold out was the toilet paper. But do you know why the toilet paper was, like, everyone was going crazy about it? I mean, are you asking me or you, do you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you. I do know. I do know. Well, uh, I've heard, I've heard of why, of a reason why. And I'm just wondering if you've heard of a reason why as well. I haven't heard, and I've just been hearing that, uh, you know, they're saying not to worry about, but what what is the reason? I'm curious to hear. Well, the reason why is because you know how masks are sold out? Basically, all masks, face masks are sold out, and they've been sold out for the last kind of week or two weeks or so since the crisis kind of started. And apparently, the reason why toilet paper is sold out is because the Japanese people think they can make face masks out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> is it toilet paper or paper towels they're using toilet, toilet paper, paper also yeah oh, really? toilet paper and paper towels yeah anything that's kind of you know made out of paper they think they could make a face mask that's equivalent and that would work which is kind of ridiculous because i mean a face mask will help you a little bit in in terms of it will stop you probably touching your face touching your mouth so it but in terms of uh making a face mask out of toilet paper. I don't know how effective that would be, but I guess it's probably better than doing nothing. But it's a yeah, actually, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I have actually heard another reason uh, people worried about the toilet paper was because uh, they thought that uh, toilet paper is produced in China and that production is going to get uh, basically stopped completely. Um, but the Japanese government was putting out all these announcements on the news and stuff saying that toilet paper in Japan is actually produced domestically, so they should stop worrying about the uh, supply of toilet paper running out and stuff. Uh, it's pretty crazy how much it's sold out. And uh, and I think also, you know, that 
whole state of emergency and stuff is definitely putting a bit of a panic in Sapporo. But I've heard there's now, what, 16, 17 cases of coronavirus in Sapporo specifically right now. In 16, Hokkaido. You mean 16 people that have contracted the disease? Yeah, 16 people that have com- been confirmed to have the uh, uh, the virus. There's Dude, a website. I've heard, I've heard way more. I've heard it's like 40. For Sapporo or for Hokkaido? For Hokkaido. Oh, I'm talking about Sapporo. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Hokkaido is much. Hokkaido is the highest prefecture in the country. Yeah, there's a website that does like the uh, uh, real time update, and I'm opening it right now. And this says Hokkaido as of today, or I don't know how many hours ago this was, but has 70 cases and two deaths in Hokkaido. And it's the, yeah, Hokkaido has the most out of any prefecture. The next is Tokyo and then Aichi. Tokyo has 45. So there's almost twice as many in Hokkaido as the second uh, place. And uh, actually, in our, well, in our company and other companies that are in the industry, uh, like they're saying, you know, there's events that are taking place, like down in Kyushu and other places. And uh, normally we send like people from uh, Hokkaido to go down and support the events. And they're all saying, like, we don't need people to come <laughs> from Hokkaido to support the event. So there's a little bit of discrimination going on against yeah. Hokkaido. What do you think, like, after the the governor, Hokkaido governor, announced the state of emergency? Do you know, you know, he announced that without confirming to uh, the prime minister of Japan. He just he kind of did it on a whim. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. No. Yeah. So he, he, he did it on a whim. He didn't. He uh, it, it almost like he made kind of like a panic announcement and announcing the state of emergency is a, I, I feel is a bit extreme, a little bit irresponsible because at the end he said, okay, where Hokkaido is in a state of emergency, but I would ask for people to refrain from heading out or going outside in the weekend, which is the Saturday and the Sunday, which we're in now. And if it's a state of emergency, you wouldn't ask people to not go out you would like tell them to and you would force you know places to shut down which he hasn't done at all so it's is is still business as usual like all the shops are open um restaurants are open bars are open and i think for him to i think the wording is a bit inappropriate and is is causing unnecessary panic among people in Sapporo, but also from people outside, like the international press, when you hear the word emergency, it's a bit, you know, you have that image of, okay, it's lockdown, but it's not at all. You know, I went snowboarding yesterday to one of the local mountains and it was open. All the ski mountains are open. Um, All the shops are open. I went shopping to the local supermarket. I didn't go downtown. But I know people are avoiding going out because of what the governor of Sapporo said or governor of Hokkaido said. But I think if he didn't say that, I don't think it would have made much of a difference. Yeah, well, there actually are businesses that are closed down, like uh, Sapporo Factory is closed. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like uh, I had to go also buy uh, some sweets for an event this week. And like, uh, for example, Tokyo Hands, the department store is still open, but their business hours are shortened. 
Um, they're closing now at 7 p.m., which isn't much of a difference. But I walked over to Sapporo Station because somebody had been putting pictures up on Twitter of Sapporo Station showing how empty it is. And it's definitely, there's a lot less people there. Uh, I don't know if it's because people are adhering to this uh, state of emergency, asked to stay home and stuff. But Starbucks was actually closed uh, at Sapporo mm-hmm. Station. Uh, so there are, there are some places, uh, Starbucks I can understand because they're handing out a lot of goods and uh, obviously there's a lot of transactions going on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know if like the, st- the other shops and Stellar Place and stuff are closed. But there are a few places that are being closed. But I mean, just like you said, it was a bit uh, rash the way he handled the decision. But it's also it's very similar to how the Prime Minister uh, Shinzo Abe uh, handled his announcement to cancel schools, or not cancel, but to to ask all schools uh, from elementary, junior, high school, and high school uh, to close down for the next month until the end of spring or br- end of spring break, and uh, that obviously caused a lot of distress because a lot of parents weren't ready to understand what they were supposed to do with their kids who had to stay home. And then he actually clarified a couple of days later, I think this morning he held a press conference and said, um, you know, he apologized for it. Um, but he said his rash decision was based on health officials basically saying that this next two weeks is a very, very critical period to try to get things under control. And so that's what he felt was the most necessary thing to do. But he, but they're not closing nursery schools and uh, kindergartens. I don't, I don't know about kindergartens, but so a lot of people are like, well, you're closing all these other schools, but you're not closing like the nursery school and kindergartens. And those are the kids that are like the most sick, most often, like always spreading the colds and sicknesses and stuff. And so there's a lot of like actions they're trying to take. But uh, just like you said, they can't really take draconian actions like they do in China when they say, all right, the city's on lockdown and like police are going around the streets, making sure nobody's going outside and stuff. So it's a little, it's a little bit like halfway here, halfway there. Nothing's completely yeah, in the bit, It's a bit wishy-washy to me, I think. And it's, it's almost like they don't really know what to do. Like they think they should do something, obviously, because if it if it does escalate a lot, you know, to become uh, a, a pandemic, then, you know, it's going to look bad on them that they didn't do anything about it. But I think, like, they're not, you know, I think if they, they should make a decision, they should go draconian China style and lock people down. Or, you know, just not not say how serious it is because a state, you know, to say a state of emergency is almost the most extreme you can get, isn't it? I don't know. That's that's how I feel anyway. Yeah, but just like you said, though, a state of emergency is usually a little bit more drastic than just saying, hey, could everybody please stay home for two days? Right. Yeah. (laughs) For a weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot of talk saying that, uh, I mean, the one biggest thing they're trying to do is, uh, you know, not have the Olympics canceled. And so if I think if they can get it kind of under control a little bit, at least in the next month, I mean, some people throughout the uh, timing of a decision would need to be made uh, at some point in May. I think those were some of the people on the International Olympic Committee. You know, the situation in Japan used to be you know one of the worst but now there's other places that are getting much worse like korea and italy how have um how have you and your family and the people around you reacted to the latest well when they uh 
talked about the schools being canceled, I was asking people at, at uh, work, like, are they like kind of in a state of distress because they don't know what to do with their kids? And most of them, their kids were already like older, uh, junior high school. So none of them seemed to be too worried about it. Um, but that's the other thing, though. The government is saying even for like people who have young kids who might need to all of a sudden miss work because their kids are staying home, uh, they're going to introduce some subsidy programs to support those people that might need to miss some time at work and stuff. But again, nobody is around me is panicking yet. We're not panicking. I mean, my wife is a little bit worried about how it's going to affect her work and uh, for preparation because she's already been told to stay home uh, by the university and only go to the uh, university for essential like experiments that they still have going on and stuff how about you uh well i'm i've been off anyway so i'm you know working at universities i'm off for february and march so it hasn't really affected me but in terms of like our friends who work at you know high schools junior high schools so they've all finished now and they're all off until the beginning of april so a lot of, you know, a lot of high schools and elementary schools and junior highs is, is kind of like graduation season. So a lot of them have had their graduation ceremonies postponed or some are having their graduation ceremonies. They're still going ahead, but they're only having the graduation class attending with none of the other classes. Some schools, parents aren't even going to attend and also, it's going to be a very short ceremony, like 20, 30 minutes. So it's going to be very uh, an uneventful graduation for a lot of uh, a lot of students this year. And some schools are postponing their graduation until the the situation, you know, resolves itself or dies down. So they may even have to graduate after after April, which means after they've kind of started a new school year. Yeah, I was kind of watching on the news. They were showing some graduation ceremonies of like junior high schools and high schools. And they said they had like cut down the ceremony itself, uh, obviously by, uh, you know, like into half. And then like everybody who was attending was wearing masks. So it was like an auditorium full of uh, students and masks and parents and masks and stuff. You know, this is like a very memorable time for students. They should be at school, like closing out their uh, memories of being in junior high school for like three years so it's kind of like you feel a little bit bad for those kids that are going through this like they can't go to school but at the same time just like you said they kind of need to go one way or other with it like a firm decision of what to do have you been going out into town i heard like last night on a saturday night Saskino, which is like the main you know, entertainment district was pretty quiet and dead. But you said you went out on like a Friday night with your work company and you said it was business as usual. Yeah, actually. And <clears throat> that was like, before the big announcement, though, right? the state of emergency announcement. Wasn't that yeah, I think it was like right at that time. I think you made the announcement on Friday night. Um but, you know, I was kind of chatting with some people back in the U.S. and obviously the situation there is like on the verge of erupting. And actually there's kind of like seems like a lot of panic buying going on at like grocery stores and and uh, people are trying to stock upon supplies. Um, but they're obviously getting kind of they're on the edge of getting worried about it. And uh, yeah, I was, I was downtown Sapporo and I was uh, walking home and uh, there was definitely seemed like a uh, less number of people out. But I wanted to kind of take video and show them like only half of the people were like wearing masks, you know, uh, even in the city. 
but I don't know, like maybe half the people were wearing masks because they were kind of just drunk and <laughs> weren't really <laughs> worrying about things anymore as much as they should be. But but again, that was before the state of emergency had been uh, announced. So yeah, maybe that's why people were still kind of out and about, just like normal for a Friday night. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any masks still? Because they're 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 all sold out in most places, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of people who kind of had the the foresight that this was going to happen kind of bought a bunch of them and they're selling them like you know on amazon on ebay for a ridiculous amount of money but do you still have some when you uh, are you using them we have masks because we bought like a box well box for women and box of men like a long time ago when my daughter was like still really young and sick uh, from then we have some masks left over, but again, I'm not really wearing them. I was only wearing them that night, uh, when I took the subway and, uh, I think my wife was wearing them, but she's not like using them a lot. So we still have some, but we're not like a lot of people who are going everywhere with masks. But I mean, just like you said, there's a lot actually on TV in Japan, they were even saying now, like talking about some of the truths about wearing masks and how, you know, it actually only works mainly to prevent the spread for people who are already sick and that people that are wearing masks masks are actually making so many mistakes in how they're using them uh, because, like, healthcare uh, professionals and hospitals, like, get trained about how to wear masks and they obviously – uh, they actually get fitted for specific masks for their face and they obviously throw masks away, like, as soon as they're done using them. But when you see, like, everyday people in the street wearing masks, they're always touching the masks or there's, like, gaps around the edges and uh, they're sometimes reusing the masks. So they're saying, like, most people – this was actually on Japanese television. They were actually kind of criticizing – well, not criticizing, but just kind of pointing out that a lot of people who are wearing masks in Japan are probably doing – putting themselves at more risks – more risk than if they weren't wearing masks i did i did see a lot of people on the subway actually like since the kind of crisis happened i was just like being a bit more observant about how many people were wearing masks and i would say about 80 probably 80 to 90 percent of people wearing masks in the streets now um probably most of them are just doing it to avoid but like you said i think it's more you know it's more beneficial to wear a mask if you actually have symptoms is to prevent spreading rather than to protect you from getting the the virus if you like touch a surface from what i understand i'm obviously not a doctor but if you touch a surface or if you get you know somebody's germs through uh water droplets you can get sick that way so in a way the mask from what I've read, can help in that sense too, even protect yourself. But again, just because people are misusing the masks so much that it's like actually not that helpful. But they said the biggest thing is if uh, somebody's kind of coughing around you and they're not wearing a mask, that is a situation that you should be a little bit concerned about. And that wasn't even advice like in Japan. Uh, that was more so, that was advice that I read on like a CDC website. But some stuff in the country that kind of caught my attention, too, because we did that episode about tourism. Yeah, yeah. There was something talking about, like, in Kyoto, they're actually really happy right now because there's been such a drop in tourism. 
like this uh, geisha district called Gion. They're saying like how it used to be like 10 years ago. And they're kind of saying like, you know, they don't want to criticize tourism too much, but they're actually pretty happy with the situation now because there's been such a drop in the number of tourists. Yeah, that's the same with the with the ski resorts because there's less people, so there's more powder for uh, for the real powder hounds. Like especially like when I went riding yesterday, even though it was like a weekend, it felt like a weekday. Where whereas you don't really get that kind of you know situation anymore. So yeah, there's some you know there's some bright sides to look at in terms of the coronavirus, as long as it doesn't escalate too much. Yeah, but I mean, where 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 do you see yourself? going forward from here i mean like the next kind of couple of weeks because for me i'm I'm still on spring break anyway but a lot of my friends that they're, they're all off they're all <laughs> off from school now um a lot of my friends who work at schools so so we're, we're trying to you know think of things to kind of fill up the time so we're uh we'll, we'll probably go do do some more snowboarding because most of the tourists have, have left hokkaido or left sapporo and and tourists are not coming in anymore so we're we're probably going to go snowboarding and uh, probably find some more time to do some jujitsu. Even though actually our our dojo closed for the weekend, which I, I I was quite surprised that that happened. But I can kind of understand because doing jujitsu, you know, there's a lot of human skin contact, so there's a, a lot more chance of contracting it. But I think being um, a big organization or a you know like we're we're like a franchise palestra. So probably the whole branch or the branches in Japan decided to close down for two weeks, uh, for two days. So I guess our, our school had to follow suit. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I'm not going to be off work like the rest of you. So, But my wife actually said like uh, she, she was like she'd be much more happy with me going snowboarding than training jujitsu because obviously <laughs> there's probably a greater chance of uh, becoming infected through like rolling around on the ground with some other dudes. But uh, but uh, the biggest thing for me is going to – and actually a lot of people you know, in businesses and companies in Hokkaido – um, there are some that are uh, pushing people to start uh, what's it called telecommuting, but there's obviously a lot of companies that are very traditional and their setup within the company doesn't really allow for people uh, to work from home because they either they don't have uh, their own PC to take home, or they don't have uh, easy internet access or easy not internet access but uh, access to the company uh, systems so it's pretty going to be pretty interesting to see how a lot of these businesses can adjust to the situation because you know obviously some of the big companies um, like the big advertising company uh, Dentsu had like 5,000 people and somebody contracted so they asked everyone to start working from home immediately um, obviously some of the larger companies like Uniqlo also I've heard have started to ask people to work from home which is all kind of good practice because uh, they were kind of talking about doing this during the Olympics, but they a lot of companies didn't want to allow their uh, employees to work from home. But now the situation is kind of forcing them to see how well the, how well they can do it. Um, but yeah, for me, hope I don't know. I don't want to say hopefully, but hopefully I might actually get some time off of work from this whole situation. But again, we got to kind of take care of our kid too. And I don't know if my wife is going to let me just go out and enjoy the mountain as much as I would like to. But she might. She might. Hokkaido bus tour companies 
they said they've had like a total cancellation of like 1,700 tours now. Yes, yeah, so uh, really mainly because the, uh, people from China. Yeah, so it's really affected the tourism industry, hotels especially, but uh, yeah, restaurants, I guess. But they haven't. A lot of places haven't shut because of the the coronavirus. Like I think in. Actually, I don't know for sure, but I just heard like in in Suskino downtown, like there's less people going, but the restaurants and bars are still open and they they still want people to come in. So I'm not really sure what the the general reaction is. It seems like half are kind of overreacting, they're kind of panicking about it, and and half are quite blasé, like they're not so worried about it because you know a lot a lot of especially if you're healthy and young and you're exercising, like even if you do contract the the virus you're probably not going to die you'll recover just like you know that you would recover from the flu but i think if you have pre-existing conditions like if you're uh, in in your older years like you know 70s and 80s then that's probably when you've got to start worrying about the the coronavirus but i think younger people especially you know healthy healthy young people <clears throat> i don't think they're worried so much if they've kind of read up about you know the the effects of it yeah, I think just like you're saying, I mean, Yuki, who was on our last episode about the stereotypes, you know, I think most people have the same attitude uh, that he has, which is, you know, he's not too worried if he gets sick. I'm not too worried if myself or anyone in my family gets sick either. But uh, I think most people uh, just don't want to spread it uh, because of the fact they are trying to get it under control. Uh, the biggest thing, though, is just going to be the uh, – there is some worry about the impact on the economy. I mean, it's not worried. They're, they're actually pretty worried about it. Like uh, I read that, uh, that large Japanese uh, can- camera company, Canon, has already stopped production because they're, they can't get supplies from China. They actually did a survey of uh, Japanese companies, and they said something like 70% of Japanese companies are worried about the impact that it's going to have uh, on their business going forward. They don't know how large or, or when it's going to be no, most notable. But just like you're saying, for local businesses in Sapporo, I mean, maybe it's an opportunity for a lot of the uh, local people who couldn't always go out and enjoy restaurants. You know, maybe they'll be going in and filling up the tables a little bit more. So there's, it's definitely uh, good for locals in a sense. But uh, overall, I mean, not just in Japan, but uh, in the world, that p- economic impact is going to be big. In Japan, actually, it'll be pretty big because they were already, uh, I think the economy shrank like, they said like 6% or something because of the, uh, uh, when they raised the uh the uh, what was it consumption tax that uh, already yeah, cost like last the, uh, last year yeah in October yeah be, yeah there was already the hit from that and now they're saying there's obviously going to be the hit from tourism plus there's going to be the hit from like uh, you know the slowdown that's going to happen in China and just affect other companies and stuff but yeah here in Sapporo I mean I don't know like Hokkaido maybe some of the reason is becoming so uh, bad is because like it's obviously still very cold here. And just like flu season or cold season, you know, maybe the virus is much stronger because of weather. Some people are saying that it's affected by heat, but I just read like the Nigeria had like its first case of coronavirus. So it's not completely immune to the heat, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I kind of think maybe that's the reason why Hokkaido is like the worst place in Japan. But I have no idea, to be honest. But yeah, well, I I have a big reason why Hokkaido had so many people infected was because of the amount of Chinese tourists that come to Hokkaido, especially in the, in recent years, like from Hong Kong, 
um, China especially. So that and because of the you know Japan decided not to ban Chinese tourists from coming to Hokkaido, and that was a big reason why there was a lot of infections and a lot of. I guess uh, the international community have been criticizing Japan about the way they've dealt with the coronavirus because they haven't, they didn't, or yeah, they didn't ban uh, Chinese tourists from coming in before when they when they could have done. You know, they had the opportunity to, and that may have caused the the situation to escalate. So I think because of that, the uh, you know the the situation with the Olympics. So the IOC is. Uh, not so confident in in Japan's dealing with uh, with the coronavirus, and they're not sure what's how to how to kind of go forward with the Olympics coming in the in the summer. But I think they're going to make a decision in May, right? And then in the next couple of months, whether to cancel it, or not cancel it, but postpone it. And I think one of the options is to postpone until next year, next summer. Yeah, I think they're kind of going back and forth about that because I think it's upsetting a lot of people because the IOC is actually saying they may not consider uh, postponing it. But, uh, I mean, that's going to be another, like, third uh, hit on the economy if the Olympics don't happen just because Japan has been spending so much on that. But uh, they did, like, uh, recently they had to cancel. They didn't cancel, but for the Tokyo Marathon, maybe you read, like, there's normally, like, 38,000 people that participate in that, and they limited it to 200 uh, elite runners. It actually took place this morning, so that's why it was fresh in my mind. Oh, it was this morning. Yeah. So it happened, yeah. But it was only the the pros, right, pros and elites that were allowed to compete. Did you know, like, all those people that um, weren't allowed to enter, they didn't get their money back? They weren't oh, wow. funded their fee, and uh, and to enter the Tokyo Marathon cost uh, for people that lived in Japan. It was like Ichiman Loksenin, so about one hundred and sixty dollars. People from overseas was like one hundred and eighty dollars, and no no one got their money back. That's disgraceful. Yeah, I mean that like uh, we know too because there was a big uh, jujitsu tournament that was supposed to take place in Tokyo uh, last weekend, and that got canceled at the last second. And obviously, people who had flights to go down there, I don't know if they were able to get their money back for their flights. On top, I think they were refunded their application fee for that. But yeah, if they had made uh, flight reservations, there's a lot of uh, sporting events that they're trying to decide what to do because Japan is obviously like uh, recommended not having events where people gather. Um, so, uh, like the Koshien ba- big baseball tournament is supposed to start next yeah, month. Yeah, the high but school, that, the high school one. Yeah, but that's still on schedule to go forward right now. Uh, but that I won't be surprised that gets canceled. Uh, the J League soccer has canceled a certain number of games for a certain period. And also, you know, Tokyo Disneyland is uh, shut down. Um, Universal Studios. I think a lot of museums around Tokyo and Osaka and Kyoto, um, I think Sapporo too, some some bigger, well, there's not many big museums, but the one art museum in Sapporo is, is closed down for at least until the middle of March, I think is their plan, just to see what will happen. So a lot of, uh, well, the schools have closed down till end of uh, end of March, like public schools, but some private schools and some public schools have um, uh, postponed until the middle of March, and then they're just going to kind of take it from there and see what happens. But anything to do with kind of 
kids like kids schools and uh kids programs so like uh there's a local dance school like by where i live and that's closed until middle of march because a lot of elementary you know junior high school kids go there but it is, it's kind of interesting that you know it seems like the, the children are the least kind of susceptible to the virus but the government are focusing on the the children which seems uh you know doesn't seem to be uh very congruent in my opinion yeah it would probably be pretty crazy if actually the virus was taking the lives of children and stuff i think people would be going i, I remember when i think the first kids to get confirmed uh, to be infected in hokkaido were at a elementary school in nakafurono uh which is close to furono ski resort another popular ski resort but i remember when people heard about that uh they were kind of like surprised and worried that it was kids but at the same time they weren't panicked too much because again kids are recovering quite well it seems from it and stuff so showing the least amount of symptoms so that's a good thing but yeah it is kind of strange how how they are uh, i mean maybe they're focused on like canceling the school and for the kids because you know it's a easy way for kids to become carriers and go mm. back and give it to their parents and stuff but and they always play outside and you know they they have a lot of contact with uh, with different kinds of people so yeah they they would be a good a good source to to spread spread the virus yeah so i think a lot of kids are kind of standing indoors that you know the the hokkaido governor asked for people to stay inside and even though the schools were cancelled kids were recommended to stay at home and not go out but then like the local park next to me I, I was out yesterday just walking past it and I saw like a bunch of kids like sledding in the park you know like having a good time so I think some people are you know taking this quite seriously but you know some people aren't so much as well you didn't run over there and grab them and start saying, didn't you know this is a state of emergency? Like, where are your wanted, parents at? Where are your parents I wanted, at? I wanted to shout at their parents, yeah, because their parents were there as well. They took them because they, you know, I guess they're bored being stuck at home. So they're like, oh, we got to do something. Otherwise, they get the, the cabin fever. We're, we're kind of at the tipping point. It can go either way, whether it's, you know, they're going to find a a solution to it or it's just going to blow up even more i think the last day or so it's kind of leveled out a little bit i feel like like i haven't heard much on the news in terms of more uh more people contracting the the virus i don't know if you have i mean i'm just seeing like uh the number of cases is still going up on based on this like website that shows the data but it's like uh the number of new cases it actually dipped over the last few days but it's kind of dipped before and you never know if this is going to be a permanent dip or not if the number of new cases occurring is uh, going to continue to go down but yeah they did say this next two weeks is a critical period for japan so definitely it'd be interesting to see what uh, happens and uh, we kind of decided to do this because we are like you said kind of at that critical tipping point so we decided to do a quick uh, episode about it and uh, maybe if it makes sense then uh, we can do a couple more of these uh, as we go forward and the situation develops but I mean, I think like Japan's kind of uh, in its own unique situation, and I think there's a lot of other countries that are like right about to, especially like the U.S. Um, they're kind of waiting to see if it's going to become a real problem there or not. Uh, so we're we're kind of like ahead of a lot of the other places in that sense. But it's definitely escalated pretty quick. Like I remember, like when we recorded with Yuki 
uh, last week, and you know, it was I wasn't worried at all. And now I'm a little bit worried, a little bit. I'm not too worried still because you know I'm healthy, my family's healthy, so we're not worried about uh, we're not worried about dying anyway. Like even if we contracted the virus we're not worried that if we will recover or not we're, we're very confident that that will happen but uh well, yeah we're just kind of worried about what's going to happen later on and if it does get a lot worse um yeah how that how that will turn out yeah again we're the same we're not worried too much about our health because uh we're not too much at risk in that sense but uh definitely worried about how it's going to affect the businesses and the economies and it will be a pretty big deal if the olympics get canceled for japan so kind of concerned a little bit how that's going to play out but yeah we'll see hopefully uh hopefully things can get under control at least in japan and definitely in other parts of the world as well so yeah well as long as you've got enough toilet paper we'll be all right yeah, well, we only have the uh, sandpaper stuff at our, at our house because that's all that Seiko Mart is selling. But uh, <laughs> that's why they hadn't sold out. <laughs> yeah, but again, you know, they say like uh, the toilet paper industry in Japan says, "Don't worry." So people in Japan, don't worry. Like your shelves will be restocked with the toilet paper pretty yes. soon. Yes, just buy one pack instead of being selfish and buying them all. Yeah, exactly. Think of you. Think of your fellow citizens. Yeah, don't make us all shop at Seiko Mart, please. <laughs> oh, right. Seiko Mart, though, is a great store, man. I don't want to say anything bad about Seiko Mart. I love Seiko Mart, man. Yeah, but uh, especially, like, their hot chef, the food they got, the hot chef and stuff. But, yeah, you guys got to pick up your toilet paper game a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. So we'll t- talk again soon. Yeah, man. Take it easy. All right. See you, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everyone.